Hello In My Shoes fam, this is your host, Karen Davis-Thompson. Before we start today's episode, just wanted to talk to everyone first, hoping that you are safe and well as we all deal with this pandemic. And as you know, as a result of that, we have to practice social distancing, which means my tribe and I were not able to get together and record this episode the way we've done in the past, where you have that in-studio feel and sound. So if it sounds a little different, it's because for the next few episodes, we'll have to go virtual until we're told that we can get together again. So I just wanted to acknowledge that. Hope that you are all ready for this last episode on colorism. We're talking about hair today with two of my members, Janine Grays and Amber Connage that you've met before. So we'll get started with Janine introducing herself and we'll get right into the discussion. Let's go. Hi, um, everybody. My name is Janine. Um, I am the founder of Cook, Pray, Slay, food and lifestyle blog. And yeah, here I am. Well, thank you very much for that. And Amber Connage, if you could tell us a little bit about you. Um, just a little bit about me. I'm the youngest of four sisters and I work for the government. And I also have a little side hustle, Designs by Land, where I make custom designs and crafts and gifts for people. All right. Thank you very much for that, ladies. And I'll be sure to put information in the show notes if, if people want to know a bit more about what you guys do. Um, I'll be sure to add that. And so we're just going to get into our discussion. So we're talking about hair today. And I know we mentioned it on some of our other episodes where we talked about colorism. And so, Gia, I wanted to start with you uh, because I know that for you, not only uh, being black, but you are um, not from other states originally. And you talked a little bit when we um, met before and talked a little bit about colorism from the dark, darker girl's perspective, that there were also some cultural things around hair. Was that correct? Am I remembering correctly? Yes, absolutely. So I'm originally from Suriname, South America. Um, it is a small country um, on the northern border of Brazil. And um, we speak Dutch. And uh, I've, I've, uh, I was raised in the States here Grew up in New York, New Jersey, Florida girl. Um, but yeah, so that's just kind of a background. Um, as far as hair goes, um, you know, it's it's really funny. I always, I grew up with very long hair and, um, you know, it, it stems back, you know, several, you know, generations of how we feel about our hair. You know, it's a large part of what makes us and, and how we see ourselves and, uh, you know, um, it, it, I know in my culture, it, hair is a really, really big thing. You know, um, people take a lot of pride in their hair. And um, yeah, so I, you know, I kind of grew up with that, you know, and I told a story the last time, uh, you know, I, I um, sat down and um, talked to you guys about colorism, um, about, the first time I decided to cut off all my hair and I didn't just take a few inches off. I mean, I just, I literally just chopped it. I, I, I went back, you know, back then they had the, um, the Halle Berry. Cut. I was about that to was say you did Halle Berry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I did the whole Halle Berry thing. And, um, my mom was so disappointed and, you know, you would have thought that I just, I just went and robbed a bank or something. Like it was just, it was awful, <laughs> but, um, you know, it just, like I said, I mean, it stems from so long ago and to her hair is really important. And, you know, it just goes back so many generations. So, you know, growing up, um, being a little bit darker than some of my other siblings, um, 
the hair was really important because I kind of grew up, people would always look at my hair and say, okay, what, what do you mix with? Or, oh, you got that good hair. (laughs) What do people mean when they say good hair, bad hair? Like Amber, I know for us, our hair is is different textures. Yours was a lot thicker and longer. So did you get that a lot? Um, You know, you got the good hair. Did you get that also growing up? Um, Quite a bit when I was younger. Um, As you probably remember when I was a little girl, it was like a little old face and all of this hair that was everywhere. Um, And it was a little hard to manage. I know my mom, we would be every weekend using a hot comb, all kind of stuff on my hair. But people, they would say that my hair was good hair. And some of it was, it was longer, it was thicker. Um, Maybe it was a different texture and maybe more manageable. But I think back then, you don't have the knowledge you have about the products that we have today. And so I think it just depends on what you put in your hair to make it more manageable. Somebody's hair maybe, you know, uses some other kind of product. But back then we didn't know that. And I think it was just because my hair was long and just because maybe my mother, you know, used a hot comb or we had the resources that I could actually go to a beautician every two weeks um, and get something done to my hair. People saw that as good hair. Um, I don't know quite, you know, it, to me, it's a little bit of a derogatory term because everything is good hair, you know, you've got hair in your hair, everything is good. Um, but I think back then, if it was different from theirs and they liked yours better, then that's what they considered good hair. Good hair. And, and was that the same for you, G? Was it the texture of your hair that made them say you got the good hair? Yes. Um, it was the texture and of course the length, um, And, you know, I totally agree with what Amber is saying. I mean, you know, back then, you know, we didn't really have access to a lot of the natural hair products we do now. Um, And as far as representation goes, um, whether it's in advertising or, you know, in the movies or, you know, uh, music videos or whatever, we coming up, we didn't really see too many, you know, black women rocking the natural hair mm-hmm. we just we didn't really you know it was very much the relaxed look and so you know it's it just like I said it stems back from so far whereas you know the the uh the wavier the straighter your hair is you're considered you know beautiful or that's that that was you know at some time or other that was considered you know beautiful and so I think even looking back to you know my culture it's the same thing. It really is. Um, you know, and so a lot of times like, you know, people would think, well, why, you know, would tell me, well, why would you cut off all that pretty hair? And, um, someone actually told me that, well, wow, you actually look like, you know, you, you don't look as mixed anymore. And I'm like, well, why do I need to look mixed? And why is, why was that considered a good thing? And why is it, you know, so, to me, like there, there's so, and that, that was another black person that told me that by the way. (laughs) So, um, you know, like, like I said, I mean, it's just from so many, you know, generations of just being told that we're not beautiful enough and our hair isn't beautiful enough, or it ain't straight enough or isn't long enough, you know, that, that wears on, on us as a people. Um, so I think now we're coming out of that. It's so wonderful to see, you know, people actually embracing their curls. And you're absolutely right, Amber, when you say, you know, I it, it really does come down to the products. 
you know, because like what works for my hair might not work for the next person's hair. And so, you know, I've got three daughters and Karen and I talking about that all the time, like their hair types are so different. So, you know, I can talk about that a little bit more, but just even, you know, communicating to them about, you know, you're not your hair, you know, your hair doesn't make you, Mm -hmm. um, and just learning how to take care of it. Cause to me, that was the biggest thing is how do I take care of all of this <laughs> right? <laughs> and still feel good about myself, you know? And so there, there's just, there are just so many aspects to it. And then of course you, you have the whole, you know, professional and working in an office type thing and the whole impression of, well, what's considered professional and what's not. I mean, there, there's just so much to oh, unpack that- here. Right. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to that was going to be kind of my next uh, question. So fast forward to today where you do have more people who are trying to embrace their natural hair. Um, We have more people who are embracing, you know, like for me, my hair um, is completely different from Amber's. Like your daughters have all different textures of hair. We did, too. So mine is thinner. The curl pattern is a lot tighter. Um, It isn't something that I'm still working on, really loving it. It it kind of it works me every now and then. So I do a lot of protective hairstyles. And so like I remember several years ago, I had applied for this job at a place that was um, pretty conservative and I had micros. Y'all remember when micros were really popular? And I was trying to decide, oh dear God, I've gotten called for this interview. What am I going to do? I'm not taking these braids out. They've only been in a couple of weeks. And I spent so much time worrying about how to style the braids, right? Because I didn't want... um to be seen as too Afrocentric. So let's fast forward and now we have where we're wearing the braids and our dreads and our natural hair. And you see that there seems to be some issue with that in society. What do you think, Amber, I'll let you start. What do you think is causing that? It's like, you know, they're coming up with laws to keep people from discriminating because of our hair. Um, I think it's really a shame that you have to actually make a law for me not to wear or for me to be able to wear my hair as it naturally grows out of my head. To me, that's just really crazy and that we're in 2020 and this is, you know, a a need that we have. But I know for me, I work in management and I know sometimes still for me, I've been natural for quite a while. Um, I actually went back, you know, I did the big chop, as everybody says, and then I did it for a while and then I got a perm again and then I did the big chop again. And I know for me, I love it to blow dry my hair and wear the big afro and wear all these different hairstyles. But I still, me personally, nobody has really said anything to me, but me personally, I still have some hesitation about wearing, you know, completely my hair completely out to my job, um, thinking about what are they going to say. And the weird thing is, is that, you know, you've had I've worn, I guess what you can say is more ethnic hairstyles to a job sometimes. And I have a really customer-based office and I've been called to the counter because they've asked for the manager and I get there and you can tell the look that you get or treat it differently when you have a hairstyle that's more Afrocentric or really shows your blackness, quote unquote, than if I were to have my hair brushed back in a bun or if I were to have it, you know, brushed back and it was all tucked in and as they see it as, is that doesn't, right, you know, show my black pride as much. They seem to react a little bit differently. And so I'm still careful is still today about how I wear my hair. Um, I think it's a shame that you have to come up with laws and rules about allowing people to wear their natural hair and to not discriminate them against them because of that. But um, I know for me, I still struggle with it. 
You know, I, I know I'm a little more, you know, out there than you are, Karen, and I don't do as much protective styles. I do more protective just with my hair, you know, braiding it down or keeping it moisturized. But um, I'm a little more out there, but I still put a halt on some things just because of my hesitation. And I feel like it shouldn't be that way. I should be able to get up and wear my hair however I want to, you know. And G, what about you? What do you think is causing us to still feel like we have to be careful about the styles that we wear to work, even in 2020? So, you know, I, I think there there are so many different, you know, uh, factors that that come into this. I I'm, I know for me personally, um, I typically wear my hair straight. Um, it's natural. Um, but I do get the blowout look. And for me, I prefer that because to be honest, that's to me, the, the least, it takes the least amount of effort for me. Cause I just wrap that thing and that's it. <laughs> so, and, and for me, you know, when I rock my curls, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of products, but I love rocking my curls. So I, a lot of times, like I'll, um, like oh, during the summer, I'll rock my curls or, you know, like if I have a long weekend, but typically when I go into the office, I do wear it straight. And that's just more so for me. But I've had instances where I would switch it up and I would rock my curls or I put it back. But, you know, my curls are, you know, kind of a little bit messy or like they're all over the place or whatever. But, you know, trust me, I'm not walking up into the office with my hair all over the place. But, you know, like I'll, I'll have it slicked back in the front and then my curls in the back. And so I would get comments and it would it wouldn't be so much as like a derogatory comment or anything more so like, oh, wow, look at your hair. <laughs> or, yeah. oh, what did, what did you do with your hair? Or is, oh, I love this one. Did you put a perm in your hair? <laughs> Did you put a perm? You have a perm? Yeah, and it's like, no. Or how about you get that no. question? Can I touch it? Oh my God. Don't even, oh, don't even start with that one. I've gotten that several times. And now that to me is derogatory and it's very offensive. I'm sorry. Like I just, to me, don't, don't, don't come at me like that. I mean, I, I could get with, you know, Hey, I really love your hair like that. Or, wow, that's different. I haven't seen your hair like that before. It's pretty. Now I'll, I could get with that, but don't come at me talking about, you want to touch my hair. We're not going to do that. <laughs> so, I mean, so, you know, for me, it's almost kind of like, I rather, and I know this is something I probably need to work on, but it's, I, I rather just you know, wear it just the typical, you know, just, you know, what whatever folks are used to seeing, because I just rather not deal with all the comments. Like sometimes it's like, I just don't want to, I, I just don't want to deal with it. You know, sometimes it's like, I want to rock my curls to the office, but it's like, okay, I'm never going to get anything done today because it's going to be constantly people coming by my office asking me what I did to my hair. And I just don't want to deal with it. I'm mm -hmm. sorry. That's just me. Right. Um, so that's something I'm working through. And I do have those moments where sometimes I do question, you know, should I wear my hair like this today? Should I not? You know, is it too, too big? Is it too puffy? You know, like those are the types of things that go through my head or, you know, it, and I know it's probably more so me than it is anybody else, but I do question myself or I think twice before I, I rock my natural hair and I, I shouldn't feel like that, but 
you know, we all do, we all suffer from that. And I, I don't know if I have the answer as to, you know, if there's just the one thing, I just know there are so many different things, you know, and, and, and factors that, that come into it. So right. I don't know. And I know for me, you guys have uh, more of the issue where you wear it natural and it may be curly one day straight the next and they're trying to figure that out. But because I very rarely wear my natural hair, so I get it a lot because for two or three months it may be braided. And then the next time they see me, I have crochet and it's longer, but it's not braided up. And so they're trying to figure out exactly what did I do to it differently. And, and I guess some people feel like, oh, they're hip now. And so they was like, oh, um, is those are the, the braids where you got to, where you platter, is that weave? And so it's just amazing to me the things that people think it's okay to say. And again, it, it, you know, I get my hair done and I think, oh God, I'm gonna have to go in and here we go with what, you know, well, how did, how did your hair get like that? Um, so I understand what you're saying, G, when you say sometimes it's just not worth it because the questions that you get, it's just not worth the headache. Um, and I know for me, what I need to work on is just really being able to brace more of my natural hair, but I kind of feel like you do and that sometimes it's a lot of work and I just feel like, I don't feel like being bothered. I just want to get up and be able to do a little something to it and move on. Um, and so um, I can kind of understand what both of you are talking about. Um, and so let's just talk a little bit now about, um, and then G, I want you to get into, you know, how it uh, affects how you raise your girls and the discussions you guys have about hair. But what do you think now about um, the phenomenon? I know we've talked about it a little bit, but things like um, dreads to graduation and, um, you know, we've talked about the discrimination because of the way that we wear our hair. Do we think that it's a control? I've heard some people feel like it's it's the mainstream still trying to have some control. Is it intimidation? What is it about it that you are so offended by that you'll tell a young man he can't graduate from high school because he has dreads and he's had the dreads all year? Anybody can jump in and answer. Well, when I first read that, I, I was just absolutely appalled. I, I'm like, wow. I mean, what, what year is it? They're yeah. still yeah. trying to control that, you know. And my thing is, well, no one's telling, you know, Johnny over here that his hair is too long, or you know, you've got the surfer looks. I've seen, you know, several young men with uh, the long, you know, and these are white men I'm referring to, but you know, long hair or like the surfer, you know, the surfer look or the rocker look or whatever. And I've never heard of, you know, that's impeding you from, you know, graduating or what, whatever goal that you have set. I mean, I, I just, wow. I, I'm, I'm, I still have a really hard time, you know, just kind of wrapping my brain around that. But I really think there, again, there's a control issue and, still to this day, we are still having to deal with that. You know, people want to dictate to us how we can wear our hair, what's, what is accepted, what's not. It's almost kind of like, well, dang, we can't, we can't have this either. I mean, <laughs> you know, this poor kid, he's done everything he needed to do to get to this point to graduate. And now we're, we're now looking at his hair and saying, well, I'm sorry, young man, but you know, you've worked this hard to get to this point, but your hair is going to prevent you from walking across that stage. That's just unacceptable to me. It's, it's really sad that we're, we're, we're still having to deal with that. And Amber, what do you yeah, think? And I, I, 
Mm-hmm. I I completely agree with her and what Janine's saying is true. But I also have an issue with, just like you said earlier, that there's no, you let him go to school every day. There's no problem with it, but you don't want him to actually physically graduate to, you know, finish his accomplishment. Um, And I think that I don't like how the rules are set for specific hairstyles. You didn't say that, oh, the hair can't be longer than five inches. And that can cover a gamut of anybody, you know, okay, your hair can't be longer than five inches, but you're specifically saying, oh, you can't wear dreads. Mm -hmm. Oh, you can't do this. Um, and to me, that is just pinpointing out a particular race or particular people or just because you don't like his particular hairstyle. And to me, it's no different than a dress code. Um, you can say, hey, you can't wear anything that's, you know, three inches um, above your knee. And that shouldn't matter whether it's short skirt or whatever, you know, or anything. And so to me, there should be maybe a if you have a restriction on length or if you have a restriction on actual hair color. But to actually pinpoint an actual hairstyle, that is a characteristic of an actual ethnic group. I just, that's the part that I have a problem with, a bigger issue with. And the fact Mm -hmm. that you allowed him to wear it every day, never said it was a problem. But when it got to be that he was going to, oh, actually graduate and other people are going to see, then all of a sudden it becomes an issue. It's an issue. I agree. Yeah. Um, And so, G, if you could talk a little bit about, you have three girls and I know you and I have talked about the fact that they all have different texture hair. Do you get people making comments when you're in public about their hair? And what do you tell your girls about embracing um, their natural hair and their natural curl pattern? Sure. Um, So this is a topic that we're always discussing in my house. Um, You know, like you said, with three girls, you know, they... uh, they're all very different, you know, when it comes to personalities and, you know, all the way down to the hair texture. And, you know, we, we're always, I'm always, I feel like I'm preaching to them, but I, I have to, because I I don't want anyone to feel like, you know, well, my hair doesn't look like that. So I don't, I'm not good enough or I'm not pretty enough or I'm not accepted. You know, um, they all have very, very different from, from a more wavy pattern to um, a more tighter curl. So, you know, I really focus on, well, what works best for your hair type? You know, because what might work for your sister is not necessarily gonna work for you. Or just because this is the product your sister uses doesn't mean your hair is gonna look exactly like that. Mm -hmm. So I just want them to to be able to embrace that. Cause for me, that, that's what it was like the light went on <laughs> in my head like in my mid 20s just is like oh okay this is this is how this is what my hair takes to you know so everyone's hair is so different and sometimes it takes years to figure it out like it did for me so you know we we talk about those you know we have those discussions about what works for your hair what doesn't work for your hair or what hairstyles will look really good on you, you know, versus, you know, looking at a, a style or a hair type and looking at it and say, oh, wow, her hair is gorgeous. You know, like I try not to focus on the, the hair texture more so of the style. So this style would look really great or this style would really, you know, uh, complement your face or whatever. So that those are, you know, I try to be really sensitive to that. Um, we have gotten comments before, you know, um, even within the family, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and not, and I know people mean no harm by it, but 
sometimes I cringe even just bringing them around certain family members because you know how you get around family and people always want to talk about, oh, well, you got this person's nose and that, oh, you got this person's hair and, oh, you got that good hair. You got, you know, nappy hair, whatever it is, you know, family's family and we get around family and, and, and we get comfortable and we say certain things. I've gotten that before. It's just like, oh, well, how come her hair is like that? Or, well, what you do to her hair? that you didn't do with her hair. Right. Trust me. Yeah, and they think it's okay because they're auntie so-and-so. They're auntie so-and-so, exactly. so it's okay for me to say that to them. Exactly, exactly. And so how do you counteract that? Like I know for me growing up with, you know, both of my sisters had hair that was a lot thicker than mine. And so um, it was always harder for me because I just felt like it was so completely different. And you know, we're all growing up in the same house. So even if other people, didn't compare. Maybe sometimes I compared, you know, my hair, like I have hair that's more like my mom's. It's thinner, it's lighter, it's like soft, it's cotton. It doesn't like, I, you know, unless it's crocheted or braided, it, it don't never need to be long because it's not going to hold the curl um, versus their hair, which is a lot thicker. So how do you counteract that? Not only people saying it, but just, you know, the three of them just realizing that they're, you know, not having hair envy, I guess, for lack of a better way <laughs> to put it. So, you know, I, I really try to combat that. Um, you know, we, we have conversations about hair all the time around here. It's not even funny. Like that's probably one of the most talked about topics in my house between myself and my girls, believe it or not. Um, and I think part of it, I cannot keep product in my house to save my life. I mean, we go through product like, I don't know why. I, I complain to you all the time about that. Yes, but, you know, <laughs> It's just, you know, you try your best as a parent to really, you know, help guide them when it comes to that. You know, sometimes I really try to ha I have to try to, you know, um, really get in their heads about how they really feel about it. You know, forget about what I how I want you to feel about how do you feel about yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and and um, we talk about here, but not in in the sense of your looks per se, it's your hair is a part of you, right? Mm -hmm. So it's all about really finding out what works, what works for you, what works for you, what doesn't, because to me, that was the biggest thing I struggled with, you know, coming up. It's just like, oh, wow. I've been told all my life that my hair is my everything. That's my crown. That's my glory. And that's, that's the first thing people see. And that's the first thing people see when, and, and you know what, I, I, I really, I get all of that out. And I tell my girls that contrary to what I was told growing up, that is not the case. You know, your hair does not define you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you kind of have to take that control over those feelings or how even what their friends tell them, you know, about what's acceptable, what's not, what's considered beautiful, what's not considered beautiful. It's all about how you feel about yourself. So I always drill into them that learn your hair. Like right now, <laughs> I have to tell you what, my mom is struggling with it because it's like, why are you letting her do that to her hair? It's going <laughs> to come out or it's going to fall out. Well, you know what? I rather her I rather all my girls play with their hair now that they're young, you know, their hair for the most part, you know, 
it's it's healthy, they're young, but let them figure it, figure it out now as opposed to when they're like in their 30s and 40s and they've gone through all these years and they don't know what works for their hair. They don't know their hair at all. I wish I kind of pl started playing around with my hair a little bit early because that's the key to it. I kind of feel like that's the key. Once you figure out your hair and your curl pattern, because it really is, it's almost kind of like a science. You know, some, right. sometimes like my daughter just told me, um, my middle child just, just told me, she goes, mommy, you know, I've got like three different textures. It's a little looser in the front. It's really tight in the back and the middle is kind of like a mixture. And I said, yeah, I said, Jaden, and that's, that's great that you know that because that's going to help you take care of it and know maybe how much product you need to put in there or what kind of product you need to put in there or what style works best with that. You know, maybe you could put it up in the back and leave it you know, cascading in the front or whatever it is. I, I just want her to learn, learn her hair, get to know it and love it. Because that's the only way you're go going to love your hair is when you actually really just play in it and 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 learn it and really figure out what works for it. You and know, Gia, you said you were in your 20s when you really kind of came to understand the type of hair texture and what you needed to do. Amber, how old do you think you were before you got to that place where you knew you know what, this is what works best for me and for my hair. Um, gosh, Janine, you were in your 20s. I probably was up 35 <laughs> before I realized anything. <laughs> so That's 30, okay. <laughs> I know, right? I think I'm 40 something and I still ain't got it. I just, I, yeah. <laughs> I and I usually consider myself a hair person, but it, it, it does take a minute and the, the different products. And you know, one thing that I think might even help your girls, Janine, and I don't know, they may already know the song, but I love the singer India Ari, and she has a song that's called I Am Not My Hair. And just the words yes. in it and the video and everything to me is perfect. And it just really sums up all of what we're saying today. I agree. Yeah, Absolutely. and I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. Uh, ladies, thank you so much for this opportunity. Was there anything that you wanted to bring out as it relates to colorism and hair uh, that we didn't touch on? All right. Thank you so much. So uh, we are so excited that the two of you were able to join us today. If you have any questions or there are topics you want to hear about, you can hit me up at kdt at inmyshoestoday.com. That is kdt at inmyshoestoday.com. That's all the time we have for today. We hope that you'll join us for our next episode. This was our last one on colorism. We hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, be blessed.